Project Podcast. I am your host, Eric Antonson. The intro today is here in your bedroom, a favorite of a Goldfinger baseline. Um, love Goldfinger back in the day. Gainesville, Florida, Rock City, 95, 2000. Uh, super good days back then playing the punk rock band. Anyways, let's talk foiling. Today's guest on the show is Rob Peary. I think I pronounced that right. I ask him, but I'm terrible at stuff like that. Uh, also known as Rob Vampiros on Instagram. I should give him a follow. Um, I don't know Rob except for this conversation, but he seems like a legend. Seems like a really good dude. And one of the early chargers in both stand-up and now in foiling. Um, he did what uh, what I'm doing right now, which is got his hands on all the gear, wrote everything, tried to understand it. Back from the very, very early beginning of uh, him taking a kite foil board and taping it to the bottom of a sup board to go behind the boat and he's got some epic photos of the wipeouts they had these super small um kite wings going really fast behind the boat said his buddies wouldn't even wouldn't even do it and he's back there just charging it's epic so um you'll like this you'll like this podcast i think if you're into foiling he is um very uh, open about kind of uh gear we, we go through a lot of the different gear. He's on NP stuff right now. I'm riding an NP wing a whole lot, the large glide. Uh, we talk about that wing a good bit, um, and then just about his path through the sport. So um, I appreciate all the feedback. It seems like you guys are digging the show. So thank you. If you got um, ideas on guests, that's uh, that's a big one. I appreciate those emails that are coming in. I'm working on getting some of those guys you guys have hit me up about. So thank you. Uh, this show is brought to you by Blue Zone SUP. Uh, I have a camp in Costa Rica with Chase Kosterlitz. We do subsurfing um, retreats. We're going to start doing some foil camps at some point here soon. We're in the works of planning that. So hit us up if you want to come down to Costa Rica. And I shape um, high-performance stand-up paddle boards. Uh, at Portal Surf Designs. I'm starting to do a whole bunch. I've got actually uh, three new prototypes of foil boards coming out soon. I'll kind of keep you guys up to date on how those are going. But a lot of good a lot of good boards are out there right now. I think it's super fun to be in the early days of this whole sport. I think you're going to see things change tremendously. Just look at what's happened with wings here in the last year. Um, and surf-specific shapes are coming for, for wings and for boards. It's going to be interesting to see how much boards really matter once you're up and flying. I'm not sure. I think it's just going to be about um, aerodynamics, maybe even more than hydrodynamics once you're once you're flying and, and we get a year or two down the path on this. So, all right, guys, enjoy the show. Rob, thank you very much for being on the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks, uh, uh, thanks for calling up. I'd love to have a chat. Um, a, a foil tragic, and I'll, I love talking about it. <laughs> when uh so give a little background first on um kind of your your waterman pedigree uh can get to know who you are and also let them know where to find you instagram and all that before we get started and then we'll uh, we'll dive in yeah well, look you know i'm pretty fortunate i was born and bred on the gold coast here and in queensland so we've got um it turns out to be some of the best foiling waves in the world as well but you know i grew up in the i was a member of the surf club when i was four years old um, you know, I was, I was also like a professional water skier, com- competed in, in surf life saving my whole life. You know, I did the outrigger canoe paddling in the late 80s and through the 90s and did the Molokai Channel 
um, races in the AC6s. And I coached the women's team for quite quite a few years. So, um, yeah, I've, I've always yeah, – we've always lived on the water. I live on the water now. I've always been in my boats, do a lot of uh, blue water fishing. And uh, you're sort of all that sort of taking all, – all the boating now is just for, like, towing and filming. That's what my latest boat is. It's, it's basically just a dedicated film boat for uh, filming all the uh, – uh, all the foiling we're doing, and you can see me on uh, Rob Von Piros on my Instagram, or just uh, Rob Rob Peary on uh, Facebook. You, you can actually see all the stuff I've been filming over the years. Excellent. Uh, and you did Live in the Stoke and Live in the Stoke too, right? Those are your films. Yeah, well, that was the actual Live in the Stoke, uh, the one in T- uh, New Guinea. Sorry, it was that was the actual first ever stand up paddleboard movie. I've actually got a bunch of awards for that. Um, uh, yeah, so that was that was quite amazing. We went very very deep in New Guinea where people hadn't been before, and um, you know they just people haven't even seen stand ups. They said you can't stand up here; it's impossible. So that's basically what all that movie was about. We just got a bunch of guys. There's no team riders or anything like that. I just was out in the surf one day, and I said to the boys, I said, "How would you like to go somewhere where no one's ever supped before, and we can go to the villages and show all the kids and." Uh, get them on the stand-up paddle boards and go through it. It was a, it was a real adventure, and we'll do, for, for putting a movie together and just getting a bunch of guys and going, it's incredibly successful and something you know we really can't repeat again. Um, but uh, and uh, Living Stoke too, we sort of t- put that up a gear in Fiji. So uh, we had Kahi Diaboyders, like four-time kite surfing world champion, and a few other pro riders, and we really got lucky there with the um, the waves and. That, that was that was quite an epic trip, and the game won quite a few awards for that one. Yeah, I've sort of that movie was amazing. Doing, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I've been mean, thinking about doing number three, but uh, you know, a lot of time, a lot of money goes into it. And just for all the budding filmmakers out there, you don't actually make money from making these movies. <laughs> no, but, you, know. you, you do not. So uh, I don't know if you know it, but I did the Progression Project stand-up paddle surfing film and then produced uh, along with Eric Logan and then Brent Deal did the film. But I did a lot of the filming, uh, the conversations with uh, Dave Bainey, Kalama, and uh, Colin McPhillips. So I did two films in the sport too. So we're, we're like two of what five or six guys who have done stand-up paddle surfing films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, <laughs> Sorry. pretty small, and yeah, not not great returns on those, but uh, super fun to do. No, it does. You know, like the, the, the all, all I did the money, the money I did, I just kept upgrading my gear and things like that. But yeah, it's 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 consuming. You know, they they can take. You know, they can almost take like a year. You know, I edit them as well, which is just, it's a monster task when you're shooting from about eight different cameras. Wow. Um, it's sort uh, of, yeah, it really, really wears you down. It's sort of, yeah. you lose your stoke, as I would say. <laughs> well, the, the footage you guys got from that Fiji trip, some of those Kiahi barrels were insane. Um, yeah, and that, he, that, uh, look, you know, and that, that, that surf was so big and like, you know, we didn't have a support boat. So we actually had put our camera gear on stand up paddle boards paddle across the reef and get onto the tower and um i don't know if, if anyone's ever been there but the water rises you know about 10 feet with every swell so we're sitting there with like a ten thousand dollar cameras and as the swell comes up we're just, just throwing them at the guys on the tower and sort of pulling them on and uh and as the swell got bigger so i was sort of rolling through the tower would shake and um and then every time the big cleanup sets would come wide, which is cloud break is such a mean break. Hey, really like just a bit of advice of people who want to go there and have a crack at it. It's, it's, you know, it can be life threatening. It's heavy and weight. Every set, it is a heavy wave. Hey, I've had, that's where I've had my worst hidings in my life. The compression, uh, what it is, is when, when the wave hits you and it's just the shallowness of the reef, it just squashes you. So it actually, um, 
it's like somebody giving you a bear hug while you're getting flogged, and it's yeah. actually, yeah. So it's uh, you actually lose your breath uh, underwater. Um, but with those cleanup sets, all the broken boards and everything just kept coming under the towel. It's it's and watching Kiahi just out there just playing with it um, was just mind blowing. Hey, there's there's sometimes where we just took our eyes out of the camera and just and and just looked and went, oh my god, is he really doing that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not. He he's such an incredible athlete. I think he's very underrated. Actually, he did he submitted an insane video for a video contest that I hosted, you know, years back. I don't know if you had something to do with that video, but I thought it was the best video in the mix, and it was a bunch of barrels of him, uh, maybe from that trip uh, yeah. or one of his cloud break trips, and I think he got second or third. But I think that he's kind of like a Parco guy, where his surfing is so understated. I don't think people necessarily realize how uh, high level it is. Yeah, well, he's just come back and he just did it all again. Uh, I was only just talking to he's only just back 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 home now, and um, yeah, I definitely go just that's under his name on under Kiahi. Just have a look at his Instagram, and you'll actually see him doing it again. That ejecting through the barrel again. He's done it. Yeah, he's he's quite calm and foiling with him. Um, yeah. he is just effortless. It's. It's ridiculous. We were um, we we had the conference only a few weeks back for the Neil Pride Cabrina, yep, and uh, JP, and they had uh, the flight boards, the electric foil boards as well, and we'd been testing out the new Neil Pride extra large wing, and I saw Kiahi out the back, and it took me thirty seconds to realise that he wasn't on a flight board. He was actually he was on a he was just on his five foot prone with that XL wing just pumping but his pump is so minimal um and he was just cruising around with the flight boards it was quite amazing the watch none of us can sort of we you know we can all pump we can all do that type of thing but not not with just the the ease he does it it's quite amazing the watch it really sort of uh, made me sort of look back at myself and you know i'm sort of like the you know we could we call it the spider monkey with your arms going up and down and everything like that that my, my effort is you know about 50 percent more than his just to, to to travel the way he does on the foil yeah well, yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into that, right? Like, um, so <laughs> let's 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 dive into foiling now. That's a good that's a good segue into yeah. foiling. How how were you first exposed, and how did you catch the bug? Well, it was the the first. Obviously, yeah, it's Kai Lenny. Um, you know, when he was on that 14 foot Maliko cut down Maliko board, and he had a foil underneath it, and um, I looked at that, and and right at that time, this is going back about two and a half years, I decided to take up kite surfing. And um, I was kiting, and I went into, um, and then like yeah, we saw that the foils, and obviously you can't, you couldn't bind it. That's been the problem. The hardest part of the foiling in the first like year, year and a half is, even if you had the money, you couldn't buy a foil. It was really hard to get them. The the waiting times was just horrendous for everything. And um, I walked into Surf Effects. That's a local shop here, and they had a Cabrina double agent kite foil board and a board all set up, and. Um, and so I said, oh, I'm going to take up foiling. I said, but you can't even kite yet. And I said, well, I'll, I'll learn as I'm kiting. I'll learn as I'm uh, doing that. So we took it home and, yeah. Um, and then I'm just sitting there and I had my in my shed, I had this kite foil board there with a foil on it and I had my stand-up paddle board and I just said, you know what? So I just got out some gaffer tape, some gorilla tape, and just taped the kite board to my sup and it worked <laughs> unbelievably. That's awesome. And that's that. You, if you go back to my videos, you'll actually see that, and it, it worked incredibly well. It was just like I said to the boys, "Let's go out and try it." And um, you know, we just tried it in the brawl board, and then we went out in the ocean, and we even 
even pulled onto a wave. So, and it was just, this is on a tiny little sort of kite foil, and uh, and that one was quite a like a learner style kite foil. And then the, the boys who were sort of helping me kiting, they were actually quite good kite foilers. So then we said, well, we just took the kite foils out in the ocean and started towing in on those, which turned out to be really dangerous and we really we really got hurt because the the masts were like 1.1 meters um and you talk about high high aspect these things were ridiculously high aspect and they were dangerously sharp and um and they were deadly behind the boat because uh if you cut if you cut away from a boat when you're on the foil as many people would know mm-hmm. and it, it breaches the foil comes out of the water towards your head and you get pulled back towards the boat. So we we're getting pulled into these masts and these wings. And, you know, we had, you know, we didn't promote any of all those little early injuries. Um, but, you know, it was it was a long learning curve for us. And it took a long time. Like when we when I teach someone now, I can get them up and away in the first day where it just took us months to get it together, you know. And, uh, and then whipping into waves on these kite foils you had to be going so fast and you're on these monster masks and, uh, you know, when you came unstuck, you came really unstuck. Yeah, that's terrifying. I, I tried to learn first prone and I, well, actually my first exposure was I was staying out in Hawaii, um, at the same house that, uh, Kiahi lives in. We were renting a little apartment downstairs and, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Moon and he let me yeah. go on it. And yeah with you know he just like we were out there surfing and he's like yeah you want i was like i want to try that at some point he's like yeah sure hop on it without any he's like you might want to catch a smaller wave i was like yeah it's like chest high you know out back like you know the inside himalayas or something like that and i was like i've got this you know i surf okay and you know paddled in leaned back to make the drop and the thing shot at my head it was a fun experience i put it away for a little while i was like i don't know man <laughs> couple, circle back a couple of years that's all i think about um so how did you approach the learning process like what what did you go through your super early days there weren't a lot of guys really to model except for kai lenny how were you no, approaching that, that's all we had was that so we just we just we just stuck behind the boat and um okay. we just then we then we worked out that the uh you know the, the super high aspect kite wings they couldn't carry us at any low speed. We couldn't pump them. So we started looking around for just older design kite wings. And um, we've, you know, and a couple of people found them. And we had, with that Nick Leeson with Lyft, um, because it was, he was, he had a, a big um, following here on the Gold Coast. So um, Nick did some larger wings for us as well. Um, and it was still not to the size everyone's riding now, but, um, and that that sort of helped a little bit, but it wasn't until we could we could finally get the um, the go foils. We, you know, it wasn't until they were like and normally Australia's sort of caught first with getting all the sort of new stuff and things like that. But we were really late getting it, so it took probably about you know from when I started to when I probably had a go foil in my hand it was probably like a year. It took it took a long time. So we were you know that whole time just 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 writing all these just crazy things we could just put together. Uh, and, and which uh, go foil yeah. did you get first, the Kai wing? Yeah, so we got the Kai, and um, yeah. and then and then, you know, and then then it was just like, oh, you know, it's too, it's still too small, too too small. Then the Eva came out, and uh, you know, we uh, all, all jumped on that. We said, oh, we're still going to go bigger. We're still going to go bigger because we were all supping at this stage as well. And uh, you know, then the the two hundred started to come out, and then by then the Nash had come out, but they didn't have any sort of larger ones. And 
and yeah, so everyone would just and we're, but at this stage we're we're still on sups. Hardly anybody was proning at all. I don't think anyone was proning at all. And um, and then I think when we saw Kai Lenny, I might have even been in Fiji where he actually um, pulled off a wave. And I said to the guys, I said, "Geez, you know, one day we might be able to pull off a wave and go get on the one behind it." And like about a week later, he did it, and that just. That was just we were just like uh, running around like crazy monkeys, and we we're all just trying to pump and do this, and we just couldn't get it happening on on, on the subs. You know, we still needed those larger wings. All that's changed now, um, but you know, at that that stage, that's sort of that's where we were. And it's like go for like, you know, to their credit, you know, that those wing designs, their first generation wing designs, they're, they're a really good wing. They've they've gone incredibly well. Now they have got their new 1.5s, uh, which look fantastic. They haven't hit our shores yet, um, but you know, for I think. Out of all the manufacturers, their for their first generation wings, they were really, really very good. And Alex really did a great job and got those things right on the money. Yeah, and I think he was rewarded in market share for doing that so early. And now it seems like everyone is uh, the innovation in the sport right now is is exciting. I mean, if you take a look at the the new crop of wings that are all coming out right now, some of the higher aspect ratio wings. Um, the Neil Pride stuff, which I just started riding right now, is awesome. Which is kind of like more of like a mid aspect, I would say. Uh, how would you define the Neil Pride stuff? Yeah, well, look, you know, it's you know, there's and I look after that was just a flood of the whole world coming out. And you know, as you know, I, I got to ride pretty well every because I was sort of just out there, and you know, and it wasn't so much um, manufacturers uh, ringing up and saying, "Hey, can you please test my gear?" Like as soon as I saw something new, like bang, I was in contact with them. Give me a go. I want to try it. Blah, you know, and uh, you know, I, I bought tons. You know, that, I, I didn't get given everything. I bought so many foils; it was insane. My, at one stage, I must have had ten or twelve foils in my shed. Um, but you know, everybody did super good deals. So I was doing all the promo on it, and then yeah. So like the the aspect ratios. I mean, um, just to give people, it, it's hard for people to sort of quite understand that. But like a, you know, a like really high aspect is around about sort of 10 to 1. Um, the Neil Pride stuff sort of like about 5 to 2 just to give people an idea. So you call that mid-aspect. So there's there's even lower aspect than that. So what's what's developed is the whole people who've been falling now for like say over a year, their riding levels have lifted. And the low aspect stuff um, was great for learning. It was slow, it was easy to turn, and it was stable. But as soon as you start going fast and as soon as you start cranking really hard turns, they blow out and they're slow. So the mark, now there's this demand for this higher aspect, which is you're seeing in all these designs. And that's where Neil Pride came into the market. They came in with this um, mid-range wings, which are really good. So they're sort of in between the Kai and the Eva, you know, that they're sort of wing performance sizes and they've just sort of brought out their extra large now, but they've got their large so that this is this is like somebody new coming onto the market, but they've started at mid range. When the signature brought out their 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 range of wings, they were for intermediate to advanced riders. And that was the first company to do so, which was a big call because uh, you know I go back a, a long way with Ivan because you know I actually used to be a Corbin teen rider in the day, um, and I was talking to Ivan the whole time all these things. I said, look, I've, I've um, seen Nate uh, on these things; they look fantastic, and you know again they took forever to um, come to Australia. Um, it took it took a very, very long time. But, you know, and and everyone sort of when they first came out said, oh, wow, these things, you know, like they are, like they for a, a person to jump on for the first time, they're a pretty tricky wing. Uh, but for an experienced rider, which you're just seeing everybody on them now, they're just, just tearing the place apart on them. And they're probably the most efficient 
um, pumping wing around along with the new Axis ones as well. Yep. And um, have you and tried the new uh, GoFoil GL stuff? No, we haven't. No, it hasn't hit our shores yet. Uh, hasn't okay. hit our shores at all. So, yeah. But so you got the Axis 900, which is like the GLs, and you got the the signatures, and and also too, there's been a this is what people haven't had a look at is the the rear wing development is massive, and um, that's where people don't quite understand how the rear wing works. Like it's there for stability, so it's actually drag. Um, but with these turned down wings, like even the Pride doing the GoFoil, you're still getting some lift from it. And when people are breaching and overfoiling, um, they like to blame the front wing, but it's actually your rear wing doing it because you're still getting some lift out of it, and that's where it's giving you cavitation on the turns. It's and uh, that's what's knocking you off. So yeah, there's a lot more development coming out now in these uh, in these tail wings, and people should. And I always encourage people like when they buy buy a sup, they never change the fins. You know, you got to try different fins. On your foils, you know, you've got to – they talk about being able to adjust the rear wing with little shims and bits and – you know, you can sort of put it up, put it down. Uh, you can try, you know, different brands, generally have a couple. You've got to mix it up and you've got to work out what's the best for you of those as well. Yeah, I've been testing the um, large wing <clears throat> both prone and on my stand-up and towing uh, with yeah. both the small and the re- uh, larger rear back wing yeah. amazing how much more lift there is with the large rear back wing i mean the difference in my ability to pump uh, like energy output is substantial between the large and the small but then in the turning uh the small is way more maneuverable um i i, I yeah. like surfing the small more but i like pumping the large more well what what happens too is like um it's a classic example it's the same it's the same with the go for like got the blue wing and the red wing so you got your kai and your maliko wings is um, well, this is when we were sort of back riding our gophers, the Evas. I was saying to the guys, you know, if you put the smaller rear wing on and you're pumping, it actually creates um, a smaller pump arc. So mm-hmm. when you have the larger, so, and what it does, it when you first put it on, in, like exactly what you said, I can't pump it as well. You know, it's not quite as stable, but it's better to turn. That's a, that's a feedback you get. Once you get more efficient at pumping at a shorter pumping arc, you go faster. And you pump less effort, so huh. um, th- this this you've got to stick at it. So you just got to basically, you know, when people sort of ride it, I say, you know, trying to, I go go swap your wings. So he goes in, he goes, oh, you know, um, I, I, I don't feel as comfortable. I said, okay, that's okay. You know, just stick the rest of the session on. I said, put the big one on next one, and then I go, you know, go in and change your wing again. He'll do that, and then then they'll start surfing. I said, now now throw your big wing away, and, unless you're going to be doing downwinds. <laughs> And you've, we've got guys here now, like we've got guys pumping on the Neil Pride small, the small wing, and just, um, you know, these guys, you know, better foils than me, but, you know, they're pumping circles around me. And we've got guys on, on Eva with a small rear wing and just, just limitless pumping. And, um, yeah, so that, that'll come. You know, it's a shorter pumping arc. It's a, and it's like you've got a shorter turning arc, which gives you a shorter pumping arc. So when you go up and you come down, and it it also is because it's a smaller wing, it's faster, it's more efficient. You go faster while you're pumping, so the pumping then becomes easier. It's uh, and this and this is happening overall with the with the front wing design as well. Is all the like you know the GoFoil 200, uh, the Maliko and, and the 280, they're just collecting dust now uh, because they're they were great for downwinding, which everyone was using for. But then they everyone's now realised when the access have come out and the signatures that they're really slow. And then if you've got a really honking big swell, 
and you know you you just flying it. So you, you might be doing <clears throat> yeah. 18, 20 miles an hour and you've got a big trough in front of you, the things are going to blow out because they're so low aspect. So that that's, again, that's this higher aspect world that's coming in now as well. That, that's sort of not just for the downwinding, it, it's coming in for the surfing as well. Yeah. James Casey recorded recently for a show that's not out yet. He did one early on and he just came back on and he was saying he's headed to Hawaii here soon and he's not, he's going to do the unlimited race um, over there, not the, the foil downwind just because he's not on the best gear yet. He says there's such a difference in downwinding gear that he's not, you know, he, he won't be able to be in contention, you know, even if he has a great run just because of the difference in miles per hour, top end oh, on that, some that, of the new that, weights. That's right. Like, you know, yeah, like you, you, you put the, 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 uh, the Malika, the 200, uh, sorry, the GoFall 200 up against, uh, the Axis 900 or the Signature. And they, they're just gone. You know, there's not, regardless of your riding skill, these guys will just go past you like you're standing still. And that's the low aspect versus the high aspect. That that's it just beautifully there. And you gotta you know, you gotta and you've only got to go back six, eight months and that was the wing of the year for downwinding. Yeah. So um, what and, is what's the downside of going to these really high aspect ratio wings? Where's the where's the negative? They just they when you hop on them, they're harder to ride. They're not as stable. They're twitchy. They're hard to turn. Um, you know, they're just harder to deal with and i don't know if anybody's ever done any kite surfing the hardest part about getting started kite surfing is when you're sitting in the water and you're trying to load your kite up to start these these having a really long mass and a really um wide wing it's 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 just hard to deal with so when you when you fall off um you know they were also too our mass they're they're going like 28 and a half inches now which is just massive um so you got to think about when you fall off, you know, it's, it's blown 20, 30 knots, you know, you're getting chucked around. Um, you sort of got to, it's, it's just a lot harder to try and deal with all this sort of, um, these, these big super wide wings, you know, yeah. and, and these big long masts. It's, it's just more stuff to deal with. Uh, and it's just something you've got to get used to. You just wouldn't go, you know, if you like, it's like, you know, Ivan's up front. He said, if you're a learner, don't buy my gear. Um, learn on something else first. So that that's that's the problem with it. It's hard to learn on, um, and it's really fast too. So it's you know it's when you can foil that's great, but when you're learning, you you just all you're doing is just breaching and crashing because you just you're just getting you're just outrunning the wave and you're going so quick. Right. Um, in one of your videos recently, I saw you surfing the kite uh, the flight board. Um, have you spent much time surfing that in waves? I've got a buddy <laughs> who has first, one. That was my first run on it. So, <laughs> so I've got a buddy who, um, who loves to surf, to love to surf that. And, uh, I keep telling him, you know, I think that towing is, is his future and he's loving surfing as his e-foil type board. What, what do you think? Like, um, yeah, how much well, fun do you have on that? Uh, yeah. Well, the flight board, actually the, um, the, the Neil pride, um, distributed for Australia is actually hooked up with flight board. So that's the one that's made here in Australia. And so that's why you see Kiahi buzzing around on one. The other one's yep. from uh, Nick Leeson from Lyft. Yep. So they're two like very, very, very good products. The um, I think the edge that the flight board's got, and it's and this is what's really useful for the surfing, I couldn't quite do this on the lift, is when you actually get on the wave and you, you start um, uh, out accelerating the motor, it's, it's quite hard. So your natural um, reaction is to pull your finger off the trigger and then – um, all the power comes off the motor and uh, it's basically imagine if you're standing doing like 50 miles an hour standing on top of a motorbike to sort of leaning into the wind 
and you had had your hand on the throttle, and all of a sudden you just took it off. You just you'd get chucked off it. So the the flight board's actually got a you keep your finger on the trigger, and it's got a button that goes from one to twenty two. So you only these things are really powerful. You only need about you know six or seven just to buzz around on, and as soon as you start on the way, you knock it down to like one or two. Kiahi actually can switch his completely off, but I was knocking. And then you actually let the foil take over and you've still got your finger on the trigger so the prop's still spinning and all your stability's there. So that was what was able to let me just keep going on that way. But it was quite, it was quite amazing and you, it can actually really free surf those things. And Kiahi, he's out in double overhead all the time on them riding it. So, yeah, look, it's uh, – it's completely doable, completely doable in, in ways, that's for sure. That's killer. How does it feel to you versus, you know, toe foiling on just like a little board? Oh, no, you know, these things are heavy too, you know. Like uh, I'm not too sure of the weight, but they're, they're like, you know, 20, 30 pounds. They're, they're, they're heavy. Um, you, you sort of when, – when you sort of roll them over and all that, you still got to sort of do all that. So it's com- there's a completely different feeling there. But for somebody that's – um, you know, you're up and away in five minutes, even if you can't. It's it's probably the fastest way, the easiest way to learn to foil is on an e-foil yep. uh, in some nice, calm, flat water. So, you know, the towing, you know, towing on a foil, um, you know, fifty percent of it is just getting towed around and not crashing. You know, trying to wait for your wave. Um, <laughs> that's what's hard. So. You know, and you know, and and not everybody's the greatest jet ski driver as well. You know, and, and um, so yeah, to, and then you know they pull you into the you know they'll they'll put the ski in the right spot and put you in the death zone. So um, yeah, towing towing's fairly involved, but it's also a lot of skill set. Just you know, like the old days when you're strapped in on a surfboard, you know, you can get ripped out of the water. The rope can go slack. You can crash back down. You can pull back out. That's naturally a lot harder on a foil. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, they, there's a massive difference in towing in between the two. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, so in, in one of the recent videos you posted, it shows Kiahi on, um, your last trip when you guys were testing that extra large glide wing. Yeah, what was yeah, he riding yeah. in those clips? And one of them's oh, got the was, silver no, mask, one of them's on, got no, the black. He was on the new, the new HB medium. Oh, sorry, which one? Sorry. He, he, one That's of them had a black mast and one of them had a silver mast. I figure they're two different wings. Yeah, he was no, that was that was the um, so that's the new car. We're testing new carbon mast, and they've also the uh, it's the new medium. So that's that's the high that's the higher aspect. When they call it the they were calling it the HP now they call it the Slim. So that's the new Neil Pride um, high aspect wing. So um, that's the medium, okay. and it's and it's a wing where, because what we're doing when it gets because we're yeah, you because know, we're proning now, and you know we're paddling in sort of easily, you know, double overhead here now, and we'll it'll get a little bit too much for us on the medium. It'll it'll blow, so we've been using the small, which is great. But for a guy my size, it's you know I can I can't pump that back out. So this higher aspect medium is going to fill that void. So it's a, a more efficient wing. It's easier to pump. Uh, it again, it's probably um, overall it's faster, but it's probably just a little bit more tricky to turn we only ever had i only had it for that weekend kiahi they've just sent some i got some more coming out to me probably uh next week and we'll get a bit more time on it so that's but uh yeah so it's it's an incredibly good wing and kiahi made it look so easy didn't he oh man he makes everything look easy but that he, he does really that on good. the normal wing as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you use the uh aluminum mast or do you use the carbon masts 
Well, well, I've been doing a lot of protos, and then yeah, like I say, there's been a lot of prototypes. So I've I've just been on the aluminum one, so I'm I'm quite happy on that. Uh, I really like the stiffness. They they're sending me out the new carbon ones. Yep. Um, you know, when they send all the gear out, and there's only one set, and you're with Kiahi, um, he, he, he gets to drive away with it. You don't. So <laughs> uh, and it's fair enough too. You're just like it's just it's just it's just terrible. You know, <laughs> it's like going to a birthday party and you have to give your presents back. Um, <laughs> it's just it just kills me. But uh, yeah, so the, the new carbon mask, so they got a slightly less cord, so they're not quite as wide, and. Um, and it's they've got a lot to live up to because the the Neil Pride mast, uh, the aluminium mast is the stiffest on the market. So, you know the carbon's got to be as good as that. Otherwise, what's the point? So they've they've had a lot of work to do. But you know Neil Pride, um, you know, got the windsurfing background behind them, and all their they've already been doing you know their F4 range in their in their windfoils already so you know they've got a big head start on it all um so yeah they, they look really nice but we, we eventually will be switching over to those but at the moment um the alley the alley mask it look it's really good and i think for the the average punter um you know they go what am i going to get you know is it, is it worth spending you know they're going to be pretty expensive um you know is it going to be worth getting it well you know i i'm you're not going to lose anything by staying on the on the alley mask that's for sure because it's it's a really good design and it works yeah. incredibly so- well as it is I uh, a couple notes on that mast. Um, number one, it seemed like it comes with like a twenty three point five inch mast. So I immediately ordered like the seventy centimeter because I've just been riding a lot longer masts on yeah. everything else, which is cool. The one thing I don't understand is how come it's not a sealed mast, and so you've got like. So I should note that all of Neil Pride's gear is top top level. Like it, everything that I've used from Neil Pride is like super super well done and well thought through. So I'm assuming that there's a reason for this. But the um, the Neil Pride mast is an open mast. It's not sealed on the top and bottom. And actually there's on the bottom of the fuselage, which is an aluminum fuselage, like beautifully machined, there's a drain hole so that the mast can drain out. Why not seal that? It seems like I've got at least a few ounces of water in it every time I finish a session. That's just extra weight I'm carrying around, right? Oh yeah, look, you know, I brought this up at the conference. <laughs> okay, said, so I'm not alone in that thought. Said, it's kind of a weird. No, one. I said, why don't I said, why don't you plug it? <laughs> and uh, Hudson said, I don't know. <laughs> well, they're not doing it. So, um, you know, we we got stuff out of you. We call Sigaflex. I had to seal it up myself. But we've been the the where we surf here at, at Corumban, <clears throat> We're getting, um, you know, we're getting like half to three quarter mile rides, like every wave, and and we're walking back a lot further, and. Uh, you know, I said to him, I said, I said, look, it takes, by the, it takes the whole walk for the water to drip out. Then I go back in. You can actually feel the weight <laughs> where you're carrying the board. Yeah. Um, so you, you really can, hey. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Like Access, they got a, a great little bunk system. They, they put their plug theirs up. So I think maybe that's probably why they're moving towards the carbon mass. Uh, I, I'm not too sure. I really don't know why they don't do it, but I just seal them up myself. Um, and that, yeah. just, that fixes it. What are you sealing them with? Now, Sikaflex. Sikaflex? I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. And any just marine grade uh, sealant. Like a silicone sealant? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just a, just a, yeah. I'll probably but do yeah, that to I, mine. I, agree, I agree with you on that one. I brought it up. <laughs> you know, when I saw the mast for, at first when it, when it came out, I was like, oh, this is a really wide mast. I wonder if I'm going to feel this. And I don't at all. Like it feels great in the water. I don't feel it in turns. I, I like it. I, I like 
the longer one more than the shorter one. And, you know, I think yeah, that definitely. it should come yeah, with the the 70, probably not the 60 or whatever it comes with. Like, Yeah, 65, I, I think they are. They're 65. They, they measure them a little bit differently because they don't include the uh, fuselage. Right. So, yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no, look, it, 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 a longer mast for sure. That, and that's the other thing that's changed as well. Like, you know, um, I think uh, when they first came out, what was it, Go Falls, 24 inches, and Nash was 22, like, you know, super short. Um, right. And, you know, now all those 24-inch masts are collecting dust and everyone's, you know, Nash, they've all gone a long one. Everyone's going longer. And, again, that's because the um, – uh, you know, a longer mast when your learning's harder to deal with, but sort of um, as you get better, you want a longer mast. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been surfing a lot of really choppy days, and that extra mast just lets you kind of glide over chop easier and pump easier. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah. A, a lot of learners contact me and they say, "Oh, you know, I want a longer mast to keep breaching." I said, "Look, you know, you don't want a longer mast yet. Um, no. All, all, all you're going to do is fall harder from a higher height." You know, yep. I said. Um, so I said, if you're just going in a straight line and you're continually breaching, I said, you know, it's, you know, the thing about foiling and this is, this is, oh, this is the other thing too. When we sort of first learned was, you know, and why some people jump on a foil pretty quick and some people take a long, like, oh, it actually took me a long time. And that's because I was such a heavy back foot surfer and, mm-hmm. uh, with, with, and you, you really notice this in kiting, um, you get up on the kite and you breach or you're just continually breaching because you're just driving in the back foot because it's like you're getting pulled. The kite's like it's pulling you by a wakeboard and um, behind a boat, and that's how you control it. So it's not till that switch flicks in your head and you learn to balance off your front foot that you, that's when that's when your foiling actually comes together. You don't realize it. You're saying, I'm getting better, but you've actually learned to balance off your front foot and not your back foot. And, um, and this is what the people who are learning – and they're continually breaching, and I've just seen them go and get long. I've actually seen guys come around and get because I'm always chopping stuff up. Mate of mine came around and got a piece and welded onto his mast for kiting. Um, he goes, I just can't stop breaching, and he moved. And I said, Mate, you're still on your back foot. You're still on your back foot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he made this monstrosity just ruin the scabrina foil. And then eventually, just one day, it all it all just came, it all just came together, and and he just started just balancing off his front foot. So yeah, like the long, the long mast originated for the downwind guys, and then the and then a few guys started using him in the surf, and that's that's where you're starting to see, um, you know, even the new MFCs have got the new longer mast as well. You know, those prone guys are you know really tearing up on those as well. Yeah. It's going to be really fun to watch this sport unfold over the next few years because you're seeing some incredibly high-level surfers now just getting addicted to the foiling. Um, and you're watching Instagram feeds go from you know heavy double overhead barrels to two-foot mush burgers, which is classic. Yeah. And um, you know it's it's going to be really cool to to watch where progression goes with the speed. This you know your cable and you've seen the backflips already with the. Um, straps and all that, but it's going to be a fun yeah, well, few strap, years. The straps, another one I sort of like to talk about too. It's it's quite amazing. Like you know, as you're talking about the young guys, like there's so many guys I've taught the foil that are now like ten times better than me. Um, <laughs> these young guys, and that's and it's you know, oh Rob, Rob, we want to do this, and you know, like nephews and cousins and things like that, and um, and they're really good surfers, and you know, and, and but straight away I've been able to put them onto, um, you know the end product and they, they haven't had to go anything. They said, yeah, I want, I want to buy this. I want to buy this. Look, just get, you know, I'm, the guys are looking at the Nash mediums, the young guys putting those on them. And uh, yeah, they're, they're just ripping on them. And the other thing too is, 
the the whole basically Australia is is strapless. It's it's amazing. You look at Hawaii and it's it's complete mirror reverse. So um, the strap thing, like, just no one's downbending with straps. No one's proning with straps. Um, you might find an odd guy with a, a single front strap uh, for a downwind, but this. And then the guys, they're starting to get airs and rotations, and they're actually starting to do them strapless now. So it's, it's yep. really, really exciting to watch. And I think the, the strap, you know, it's definitely, um, you know, it, it feels better. You can definitely pump better when you're sort of learning to pump, that's for sure. But, yep. you know, it's it's limiting because you're not moving your feet. And um, and when you're first, and you, you think, well, I don't move my feet anyway. But, you know, um, now we're sort of riding a lot bigger waves, Um you know, we're doing some, you know, pretty gnarly takeoffs. It's, you know, and you, and you talk about these guys and they're, they're talking about elongating their, their, their straps so they can move their foot. So I just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just really weird. Like I'm not anti-straps, but it's just I just don't think you need them, you know. And, and, and then you've got the guys who ride strapped say you have to be strapped. Um, right. So uh, that, that's just – it's just, it's just an observation. I, and I can't quite understand how – Australia is so basically strapless, and then Hawaii is just so strapped. It's it's weird. Yeah, I haven't thought about it on that dividing line yet. What's California? Probably strapless. Oh, I, don't, I really don't know. It's 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 uh, probably because it's more beach breaks. Anyway, yep. I think we I think where you got controlled reef breaks. You know, you can it's probably easy. You can paddle out and channel. You can sort of uh, yeah. But, you know what um, I where, bet? Where you, yeah. Here's a thought. I bet it comes from the guys who led the way in the, you know, specific locations. Cause if you look at Kalama, I mean, he was probably the number one guy in Hawaii um, leading the charge over there with GoFoil and he loves straps. He's always riding straps. Um, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. And look, the other influencers. thing too is they're, uh, they're, they're Rush Randall, yeah, they're Rush Randall toe boards. Remember the ones that led and all that and they had their snowboard boots on and all that. Oh yeah. Um, we've, I've actually got one of those boards and, uh, and just just to prove a point, we took all that off, and we're riding it strapless. You know, it's yeah, it's a, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's not something you want to film and say, oh look, you know, no, 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 we can do this. But it's just, um, yeah, it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to ride. But <clears throat> yeah, I, I think you know, just the, Dave, obviously, you know, like he's such a pioneer. Like I actually had, I actually ordered a um, a sup board off Dave, and this is how fast. The evolution happened. So trying to get a board from Maui to the Gold Coast in Queensland, you know, it took about twelve weeks by the time you sort of ordered and had, to, you know, had to get uh, dropped off to Oahu to Jamie Mitchell's house and then had to wait for another mate to go over to North Shore to pick it up. So it took about twelve weeks, and in that twelve weeks, the board model had become basically become obsolete. That's how fast the sport was moving. It was. Um, it's just amazing. You look at Dave's to what I bought then, sort of like about a year and a half ago, to what Dave's boards are now. There's just it's just nothing like it. Hey, just it's just moving so fast. Yep. It really is incredible. The and the the prone boards as well. Like you know, who you know, like a year ago, like I haven't prone surf for you know twelve years, and here I am now. I'm paddling around a little four four, and it's just <laughs> and. And passing people, you know, I'm I'm the fittest I've ever been, and it's 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 just like who would have thought. And then, the the amount of gear that people are sort of going through, it's just the sports evolving so fast. It, it is incredible, and and the subs haven't stopped. They're not they're not even close. Um, yeah. They are just shrinking, um, to just just ridiculous sizes to to where their some subs are shorter than some guys' prone boards. 
you know. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and I think, and I think the the straps have something to do with that on those tiny little um, sups. But you know, again, the guys here are on sub six foot sups, um, downwinding, uh, they're they're all on straps. So you know, it's just 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 weird how it all all came apart, came around. Yeah, it's going to be super fun to to be in the space and watch it unfold over the next few years. It's exciting. I mean, I remember this in, in the stand-up game and I was kind of late into stand-up. I got into stand-up, you know, 2012, 2013. Um, and, but, you know, board progression was happening so rapidly and I spent, you know, four years studying that and learning it. And it's amazing. And foiling is, is more exciting because it's more dynamic and there's more physics behind wings. There's, there's, there's a better database, you know, with all the aerodynamic design and all of that for us to explore and, um, I think that we're, you know, just at the beginning of it and it, there's probably some stuff that we don't even understand that's coming. It's going to be amazing. Oh, for sure. Like, you know, yeah. the, the foil wings, I've got one in my car. We just got no wind here though. It's winter here. So you haven't got much wind, but we got, um, so the foil wings is the, the whole new thing as well. You know, have you seen those? The, um, Oh yeah. I can't wait to get my hands on one. And, you know, like, geez, there's been some knockers on those and it's, uh, you know, kite as a windsurfers, the guys who just kite and guys who just windsurf, I'm not sort of having a shot on them here, but they they really get stuck in their zone. So, uh, you know, a windsurfer will look at that as a really bad option for windsurfing and a kiter will look at it saying, well, that's a really bad option for kiting. But if you're a foiler, if you're a sup foiler, if you're a prone foiler and you're you can already kite, and you're also downwind. It's opened up a whole new world. People really need to take their blinkers off on this because you can just go into a bay and you can you can you can still point up wind reasonably well on them. So you can go all the way upwind, just turn around and just come back down downwind on things. And it's it's quite easy to, to we call it when you're when you're downwinding on a kite for you park the kite. You just basically put your arm above your head and then there's no weight on it. It's not pulling you off balance. It's actually sort of stabilizing you and you're actually just free falling back. So it's it's quite amazing what they can do. Are you doing that in the surf yet? I'm not. But the next thing is because I've also, if you go back to my, my Neil Pride, it's quite a while back, you know, prone downwinding is, is going to be a thing. And um, yeah. So this 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 also too that Emron's out there in the water now trying to prone start on them, um, which is a real art. But uh, the guys, there's guys doing it, and I think uh, once once that starts happening, yeah, like once guys can start well on the on the prone boards, you'll see it more on the surf. Uh, yeah, because it's still, a, you know, in the surf, a, a, you know, you're still trying to throw a um, a sup around in the waves. It's nowhere near as easy as as a prone as you would know. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll just it, – that, that'll progress and I'm sure the wing designs will change. These are all first generations. Everyone's just been scrambling to get them out. There's also a bunch of guys converting old kites um, as well. So you're probably going to see some pretty weird and fantastic designs on those as well. But that's that's only a timid. See, this, this – it'll be a um, – you know, it'd just be a great little thing. You can have it packed up in your boat. You can be anchored, just sitting here and there with a few drinks and – bit of breeze pops up and you can just, you know, hop off the duckboard and just sail away and sort of come back. I think it's really cool. And foil, having yeah, a good little foil. The uh, converting an old kite thing is a great idea. I've got a little three meter kite that my son learned on. Yeah. It's just sitting around. That might yeah, be a well, fun it's, weekend it's, it's, project. It's got to go from a, well, it's got to go, yeah, the, the problem, the, the, the dynamics of it, a kite's like a dihedral, it's got to go anhedral. So it's a little bit more, yeah. 
I don't, that's, that's basically it. But they, they only charge a couple of hundred bucks here. I haven't seen one done, but a few people have had them sort of doing it. But again, like it's winter, so we're really hit and miss for our wind here. Uh, it's, we just generally get sort of light offshore breeze this time mm-hmm. of year. So it's, you know, like we've been hanging out and then all these things turn up and you just go, oh, no. And it's like <laughs> the, it's, it's the same on the Neil products are large. I've just got that in my car and it's just, there's just no wind. So it's looking good for the weekend. Hopefully we'll, we'll uh, get a bit of a chance to try it all out. Hopefully. I'm going to have to get a second job to support my habit. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's insane. <laughs> hey, just the, uh, the, the amount of gear. <laughs> the amount of gear I got is just crazy. But, uh, but I'm lucky. We've got a great shop here on the Gold Coast called Surf Effects, and it's a really old-school uh, kite windsurfing shop that got is that into stand-up paddleboard. Sorry? Is that your shop? No, 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 no. They're just, they're, they're just the guys that look after me. So Okay. Yeah, um, I see a Surf Effects in know, a lot of your videos. All the time, yeah. So it's great. So basically, I don't like. I haven't normal sup surf for every year and a half now. And um, you just so, foil you now. Know, I, sorry. You pretty much just foil now. That's it, hundred yeah. percent. That's all I do. And I know what's happened to me too. I'm like five yeah, months it's, where it's, I it. haven't touched a surfboard. Yeah, well, it really doesn't to all the suppers out there. It does nothing for your balance, hey. You can't when you when you once you start getting on these small sup foil boards and you go jump back on a normal sup, all your balance centers knocked out. So yep. um, yeah, you just start. We call it tea bagging, where you just stand up, fall in, stand up, fall in, stand up, fall in. So you tea bag for a, quite a few sessions before you get your balance center back. But the um, the surf of Exo, what's good about them is it's, it's just that you know they're they're an old kite surfing and windsurfing store. And supping, so you know, it's it's pretty well. I can, I can if I want to go for a sup, I can pretty well just go out there and grab any, any sort of demo I want. And then, and a lot of all the new gears coming in, and they're not just a single brand orientated store, so they sell everything, and uh, which has probably been, been the best avenue for me because you know stuff just comes in, and you know I, I just as soon as a, a, something new comes in, you know they give me a phone call, so here you go, come try this. So which has just been great, which I love doing. Yeah, it's the best, man. I love, I yeah, find that yeah. I learn a lot when I test different gear. You know, I feel like I did that in surfing. I did that in shortboard. I did a stand up. Um, I'm starting to do that now in foiling. It's just, you know, different boards, different wings bring out something different in the way you have to surf them. And then I find that that then teaches you the path to some new skill that you didn't know existed before because you didn't have equipment that required it. Um, yeah, that's right, too. And, and like, you know, and, and in the early days, too, you, you test out a lot of disaster stuff, too, which is, you know, um, <laughs> you, you, test, you test out a lot of stuff and you think it's you and then you realize, well, this actually doesn't quite work that well. And that's why I sort of, after quite a while, you know, sort of settled on the Neil Pride stuff because you're like, I really liked it, you know, and um, and I, I think continually riding different stuff every every day in, day out, every week, it sort of really doesn't do much for your foiling in the end. Um, you really need to, you need, you need to settle on a home set of gear <clears throat> to get your, your legs back back into place because uh, there, there's some times there where I just seem to be going backwards with my foiling. And yeah. uh, that's where I sort of, that's why I just sort of said, look, you know, the Neil Pride gear was there and I sort of, and that sort of just jumped on that. They had a good little range, had some new stuff coming out. I actually, it's, it's really good because I actually get to talk to the designers over in Maui, you know, even um, the other team riders and you know, of course, you know, Kiahi and that's, you know, that's, that's what it's all part of part of me about is it's just, you know, I just want to help develop the sport and just, just sort of share the stoke. And it, like you said, it's, it's so exciting being at the the grassroots level of this. It's like going from the, um, you know, the, the single fin to the thruster or the, the mouth of the shortboard 
Um, and uh, it's just, it's just, you know, I'm just excited to be part of it. And I just love being part of it. Yeah. No, it's cool, man. Your videos are amazing. And, you know, like what you did in the stand up world, too, is inspirational, um, bringing that all together. What, um, what, uh, let, let everybody know how they can find you, what videos they should watch, all that. I appreciate your time. This is, uh, it's been super fun catching up, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, just yeah, on my Instagram. So it's, it's rob.vonpiros and then uh, just uh, Rob Perry on, on Facebook. You'll see most of my stuff there. And I've also, um, I'm Robert Perry on Vimeo. You'll see that. But if you just, watch one of my Vimeo videos, you can sort of go back. And if you go get onto my Vimeo page, go back to the beginning to see where we actually gaffer taped that, um, the kite board onto the, the, the SUP. And that's, that's sort of where it all started. It's, it's very funny uh, <laughs> looking at back that now. And we're only just talking about the boys the other day. We're out, um, we're out in the brawl border. There's that, that recent video, just chasing boats. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, he said, he said, remember when we tried this about two years ago? I said, yeah. You know, I used to I used to say to the guys when we're coming out, and uh, we were trying out all those new wings. I used to say, um, "Bring a box of band aids," you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, killer man. That's actually why I wanted to reach out and uh, and and get you on and, and chat with you. Is watching your Vimeo pages, you know, and um, yeah, it's really yeah. good. And I didn't realize until um, you'd said you wanted to come on that you did the Living the Stoke, and that uh, that made me. They would be happy because that's a, a great a great film. If people haven't seen that, they should go check that out too. Especially if you yeah, love stand yeah. up and you haven't seen it. Well, I'm putting together. I'm trying to. I'm seeing if I'm going to do number three, but I'm actually off to Fiji again in uh, August, September. Mate of mine's got a boat over there, so we're going to go look for some new foil spots over there as well. So uh, killer. Yeah. Now, now you, what I call you got the third eye. You know, like your, your foil eye. Um, there's just <laughs> stuff we've the stuff we've just driven past a hundred times. It's just the greatest foiling wave. So we'll be looking for more of that. Yeah, I, I look at it like you kind of get to walk through this door and the world looks the same, except it's like everything's different. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you see everything different. It's pretty rad. All right, Rob. Hey, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And um, I will uh, post up a link where on the site where everybody can check out all of uh, all of your social media and, and your Vimeo page. All right. That's great. Appreciate the time.